All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. We'd like to praise the Lord. We'd like to say praise the Lord and thank Him for another day, another day in the land of the living, and another day to get our acts together. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back to Join Mr. The Storm. If you're new, welcome to Join the Mr. The Storm. Well, we like to do a lot of Bible studies every Thursday at this time. We like to take deeper dives into the Bible and study a lot of scripture that may not be brought up in your church or your pastor may not go over. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about will you serve the Lord and we'll be coming from what we'll be, we'll be beginning in Exodus when um, God wanted to lead his people out of Egypt. And we've actually talked or at least touched on this topic before um, in a video called Leaving Egypt Today. If you want to, I definitely suggest to go back and check that out after this video is over, if you wish. But um, without any further ado, I'll turn it over to Minister Tony Banks. Thank you, Melvin. As Melvin already mentioned, we like to just say praise the Lord. Welcome you guys to Join the Midst of the Storm. And as always, before I get too far ahead of myself, uh, we like to take time and honor God and give prayers to Him. If you guys are at a position where you can stop, uh, we encourage you to pray with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity, Lord. We always say it, but we can never thank you enough for all the many things that you do for us, Lord. You continually bless us with so many things that we don't deserve, Lord. You've been so gracious and kind. So we just want to say thank you first and foremost. Lord, we're praying for the sick, the shut-in, the afflicted. So much turmoil is going on in the world, Lord. So we're praying that despite whatever is going on in any of our lives, Lord, that you would give us that joy in the midst of the storm, that you would allow us to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So, Lord, we're praying for people going through whatever heartaches, whatever problems, whatever bad circumstances that may seem to overshadow their lives, Lord. Continue to help them to see that no matter what, Lord, you are in control. So, Despite the disease, despite the sickness, Lord, despite the heartaches, the, the, the tornadoes, the earthquakes, whatever, the storms, Lord, we know you are in control. So we're praying, Lord, that you would continue to open our eyes. You would continue to show us that in your blessed name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, again, welcome. Uh, we got a pretty good lesson tonight. And... It's really kind of similar to the other lesson that Melvin brought up earlier about leaving Egypt because we want to talk about those same uh, along the lines of the same things tonight because God has been showing me this for a while now and it continues to plague me um, not plague me but it continues to just bother me just the conditions that a lot of God's people are suffering through and so I, I wanted to help shed some light on that um, with God's grace and mercy to hopefully this will connect with someone uh, so we want to move to Exodus the fourth chapter um, and we're gonna I guess we can start with 23 and 24 but we'll go back up to get a better understanding of this but we'll look at 23 I'm sorry just 23 all right, uh, verse 23. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Now this is God talking. Read that first part again. And I say unto thee, let my son go, mm -hmm. that he may serve me. God is talking through the mouth of Moses. He's already told him, go down, get his people from Egypt, so that his people could serve him. And that's the question today. Will you serve the Lord? But it's going to require you to come out of Egypt. God, he wants people who will not only worship him, but also serve him. I've noticed, I've been around to a bunch of different churches, and worship has become a great part of church. And it is, a, it is a great deal of church. But people oftentimes leave out the serving because the serving, that goes on every day. And worship goes on every day because uh, I know I get my share, fair share of worship in every day. But 
we as Christians, a lot of times we go to church on a Sunday and we worship, we have a good time. And we feel as if we've served God. We've done exactly what God wants us to do. But serving is an everyday thing. Making the decisions that God wants us to be making is an everyday thing. But in the scenario that the children of Israel found themselves, they couldn't serve God because they were in bondage. And even this very day, Somebody can look at it and say, well, we're not slaves. We're not, but we are still in bondage. So we want to bring that out. Uh, we'll go back up to verse 19. I, I want to bring that out. Hopefully, we'll take our time and, and get through uh, a lot of things tonight. All right, verse 19. And the Lord said unto Moses and Midian, Go, return into Egypt. For all the men are dead which sought thy life. Now, Moses, before he had left Egypt, he had slayed an Egyptian. And so Pharaoh was seeking to kill him. Now, this is the old Pharaoh. He's now died and a new Pharaoh has risen. So God tells him, it's safe for you to go back because the ones who were seeking your life, they're now deceased. And Moses took his wife and his sons and set them upon an ass. And he returned to the land of Egypt, and Moses took the rod of God in his hand. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. God already knew that Pharaoh was not going to let these people go. He already knew it. He knew it was going to take a while, but he sent them anyways. Mm -hmm. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And that's where we are today. We are God's children. We say it all the time. I'm a child of God. I'm saved. I'm a child of God. We are his children. And God is saying the exact same thing to us. He wants us to be free so we can serve him. A, a lot of times we get worship and serving confused because worship, I mean, we can do that. <laughs> we can do that all the time for each other. God has no problem with that. I was talking to someone earlier um, and I was telling them how well Melvin is with uh, computers and, and technology and that sort of thing. And all I was doing was praising him. I was worshiping him. Now, not to the degree that I'm bowing down, I'm saying, oh, good job, Mel. No, I'm not saying in that manner. But at the end of the day, I was praising him. We do that all the time for each other. Jesus told us that, um, which we'll probably look at a little bit later. But he said, when he was talking to Pharaoh, he told him. Pharaoh wanted him to, or excuse me, he was talking to the devil. Uh, Satan wanted him to bow down and worship him. He said, look, you're going to worship uh, God, the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. We can only serve God. He's in one place, Paul told him, you can't serve two masters, but you can worship as many as you want to. Because as I just said, I was giving Melvin praise and worship. Uh, D.S. Jackson says, God bless you, brothers. Thank you so praise much. Praise the Lord. Thank praise you for tuning in. Um, I'd like to stop, take a moment. I'm just so thankful that uh, this ministry has reached um, just so many people and is affecting so many lives. Um, and so we're definitely thankful for everybody that tunes in and hopefully uh, we can continue to grow this and grow relationships with so many people that we can all come together and do God's will. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Um, but so... God wanted Moses to go and get his people out of Egypt so that they could serve him. Because as long as they were down there under Pharaoh, they couldn't do it. So if we take a step back from just reading a story, can we look at our lives and see just what circumstances, what things are holding us back from serving God? 
And so that's there is a choice. We talked about that last week, I think. Uh, we talked about making a choice. There, there is a choice for us to make to see if we're going to serve God because he's not going to force us. But let's let's keep going here. Verse 24, and it came to 23. 23. 23 again? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. So God's call is that we would serve him. He's still making that call for us to be his servants. Doesn't matter who you are, male, female, boy, girl. It doesn't matter. God wants us to serve him. Let's jump over to the fifth chapter, actually. And we'll start at verse one. Because uh, there's a few things I want to get to. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus said the Lord God of Israel, excuse me, let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. So we're going to see what happened when they approached Pharaoh with this message from God. We're going to see exactly what happened. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Mm-hmm. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Mm-hmm. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto <laughs> that, your burdens? That's what I wanted to get to, at least one of the things. Now, Moses and Aaron, they approach Pharaoh, the kingpin, the king. He is the leader of the charge here. He is, in our terminology, he's a millionaire. In our terminology, he's a billionaire. He is rich. He is, in our terminology, the boss. In our terminology, (laughs) he is the man. He is the master. Whatever Pharaoh says, that's what goes. So they approach the man with God. They say, man, we need to talk to you about God. God wants you to let these people go so they can serve him. Pharaoh Pharaoh said, man, who is this God? What are you talking about? You holding up these people from their work. See, so often, even at our jobs, don't stop and make too much conversation, especially about God. God forbid you talk about him at your job because the conversation won't get far. At our jobs, and just ask yourself, how much have you ever discussed the Lord Jesus at your job? How much have you ever discussed God at your job? Why? Because we're still in Egypt. We can't do it. If you bring up God at your job, (laughs) people don't have much time for that. They said, man, why are you bringing this up? Why do we have to talk about this? But now, if you bring up somebody's business, somebody's dirty laundry, whatever is going on in the neighborhood, we start. We can talk about Donald Trump. We can talk about Britney Spears. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about at your job until you start talking about God. And then, and especially if you're talking to someone in management or a supervisor, they say, man, look, what, what, what you doing? You holding up people from their burdens. You stopping folks from work right now. Why are you bringing up this subject? I remember I was uh, talking to someone. because I know these things because I've been in these same situations. I was talking to someone at, at my job and we were discussing God. And I remember this was uh, right after it was time for us to leave. Uh, and now on a typical day, if people have a good story, we can spend, we can stay there overtime just discussing whatever it is because people find that interesting. They find that topic worthy enough to spend time over just chatting, fellowshipping as people call it. And so on this particular occasion, 
me and another co-worker were discussing God, things that it takes to be saved. And so I remember somebody higher up, they said, man, look, it, it, it's time, it's, it's after hours. Y'all can discuss that outside. <laughs> because we're still in Egypt. See, people think Pharaoh is dead. The physical Pharaoh is dead, but that, that spirit is still out there. That same mindset of work, 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 we're not concerned with God. That same mindset is still out there. And we find ourselves um, overtaken by this mindset. So often, and I see it so much, we don't have time to discuss God, especially on a job. I was talking to somebody, well, one person, and they were telling me... Uh, <laughs> They don't worry about people's feelings at the job. So we are willing to mistreat someone, talk down on someone, do so many things because we say, well, it's work. <laughs> at work, <laughs> it's different when I'm at work than it is when I'm outside of work. But God's not going to judge you based on your work life <laughs> and then your time outside of work. God is judging solely over everything. And so we have this mindset that work is separate from God, but it's not. And so here, here we see Pharaoh doesn't want anything to do with God. And I'm saying if we look at our circumstances right now, it's the same way. I remember uh, it was a while back, um, this guy, I think he had his own business, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but this guy, he refused to bake a cake for a, a gay couple that had gotten married because of his religion, because of God. And people were upset, but he had the freedom to do that because he was not working on somebody else's job. He had the freedom to do that. But right now, if we are working for somebody else, if we are working for Pharaoh, we do exactly what they say. <laughs> I remember I was talking to another guy. He was telling me how he was interning at this million dollar facility. He was a chiropractor. And he was telling me how the people he worked under, they were manipulating people. They were beating people out of money, telling people they had things wrong, things uh, to be concerned about when they really were fine. So he was telling me they would pressure him into doing the exact same thing. Now, that's completely against God. But God's people are still finding themselves in circumstances where they have a decision to make. Will they choose to serve God or serve the person over them? Serve Pharaoh, serve Satan. We find ourselves in those predicaments so often, but a lot of times we just don't notice. So here this man is being pressured to lie to people, to say, I just don't know. If I were you, I'd get these tests run because this 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 disease is looking scary or this, these photos, this x-ray is looking scary. We find ourselves in these positions all so often. We're lying to people, telling them, well, if I were you, you need to buy this. You need to do this because, I mean, you need this much, uh, this much material to get this job done, knowing they don't need it. So many circumstances we find ourselves in de being deceitful. And God said, love your neighbor as yourself. You wouldn't want somebody deceiving you. You wouldn't want somebody lying to you. So we find ourselves still in Egypt under Pharaoh's rule, under somebody else making all of our decisions for us. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was working a job and I was invited to um, work parties and I didn't attend because I knew it would be a lot of things against God going on at these events such as us getting drunk as we possibly can talking about people laughing at people because 
we do that even at the workplace. So I know what's going to go on outside of the workplace when we can sit back and, and, and drink and party and do whatever else. And so I don't attend. And even in those same circumstances, those same people will look at you funny. They'll talk about you. They say, man, what's wrong with this person? They must think they're better than everybody. But God said, come out from among them. Be ye therefore separate. So it comes to a point. Will you choose to serve God? Or will you continue to just worship him on Sundays? But every other day, including right after you leave off the church ground, <laughs> we right back to serving the devil. He said, you can't serve two masters. And so that's why God had to take his people out of Egypt from under Pharaoh. Even right now, there's so many things, even other than our jobs controlling us. Even right now, there's so many of us out there under bondage of drug addiction. God wants you loose from that burden because it is. It's a burden. And you don't notice it until you truly come out of it. So many of us are under addiction of so many different things. Nicotine, I, I've noticed that's a, it seems as if it's growing. I don't, it, there's so many people under nicotine addiction. I, I know I've, I've worked with so many people that they can't stand not doing it every other second. As soon as uh, they call them jewels, as soon as they run out, they're saying, man, I got to get another one. You got to hit. You got some left. I mean, just had one not even 10 minutes ago, but can't stand to be without it. God doesn't want you having that burden over you. He's calling you out of these things. He wants to free you so that you can serve him. He said, be therefore, you got to be sober, have a sober mind. God can't show you all the things he wants to show you if you're over, uh, overtaken by, I got to get this, this feeling. I got to get this nicotine. I got to get this, these drugs. I got to get whatever it is. I, I'm desperate for money. I just really need to get this money. So many things are clouding our mind and our judgment. But let's get back to the lesson here. Uh, so... They bring up God to Pharaoh in verse 4, uh, in the verses above it. And Pharaoh said, look, why are you stopping these people from working? I've noticed it so many times you try to bring up God in a work setting. And immediately they say, man, look, we got to get back to work. We don't have time for this. We we don't have, I believe in God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in God, but we don't have time for it. But Every other topic, if it's juicy enough, they all ears. <laughs> we'll put work on hold for this. What is some good stuff? Did you hear what so-and-so did last night? I can't believe it. But if we bring up God, boy, 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 <laughs> uh, the mood changes. It's a mood swing. Out it is a mood swing now. So Pharaoh said, why are you stopping them from working? All right. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick, as heretofore let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them, ye shall not diminish all thereof. For they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. He said, These people are idle. They're not doing anything. Now, how many times has that happened on your job? They say, You're not doing enough. You need to do more. Because it becomes the love of money. Uh, we, we treat people as robots so often because of a job 
But, and I'm not saying we're not supposed to work. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But what is the purpose for it? What purpose are you working towards? I remember somebody told me one time, I was working at my job, and uh, a lady told me, she said, be happy because everything you're doing here at this job, she was saying, you're doing it for the Lord. I said, no, ma'am, I'm not. This has nothing to do with the Lord. We don't even talk about the Lord here. <laughs> I've never had a conversation with majority of you people about the Lord because if it's brought up, you got other things to do. You ain't got time no more. I'm so busy. You holding me up from my work. Got to get back to it. But if you bring up any other thing, I'll people all ears for it. So I said, no. What we are doing here is making the rich richer and the poor poor. It, this is not truly benefiting me that much. This is helping me to make ends meet and to uh, enable me until God can bring me out into a better situation where he can take me to the promised land. And so that there I'll have my own things to work for. God's people will have our own things to work for. It's not just about me or Melvin or just one person. It's not about me being wealthy. It's about God's people being wealthy. That's what he wanted. He wanted them all to prosper. This isn't prosperity gospel for <laughs> one person, for the preacher and his family. No, no, this is about all of the people. And so... That's what God is showing me in these huge establishments, whoever we're working for. We are helping them prosper if you want the God on his truth. Because tell me how, how nice their house is and tell me what your apartment is looking like. And we're running to these places, kissing their feet, saying, man, I sure do love my boss. He sure be treating me good. He gave me a soda yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but they go home to luxury and we're getting the crumbs because and it's designed this way because God wants to bring you out of poverty Jesus he, though he were rich he was made poor he came into poverty to show us the way out of poverty Jesus had everything before he came had it all and, and even before he, uh, when he was 30 years old, he was a carpenter up until then. He was fine. And still, he made himself poor to show us out of poverty. Even Moses. Moses was fine. We just read he had a wife. He had two sons. He was working underneath the priest who had seven daughters. He did, the priest didn't even have anybody to inherit all the things that he had except Moses. Moses was twice made. Moses was going to be the next Pharaoh. <laughs> he was twice made. And yet he chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God. He chose the path so that God's people could prosper. So it's going to take a sacrifice for all of us to prosper. It would be easy. and <laughs> It would be easy for me to prosper. It'd be, it'd be so easy because I had things, I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I had things already going good for me, but God called me and showed me a greater purpose. He showed me that Tony is no longer about you. It's not about Tony's good, Tony has a nice house, Tony's family has uh, is wealthy. It's not about that. God through all of these scriptures, he's showing that it's about all of us. It's about all of us being equal. It's about all of us being taken care of. So, <laughs> this is a different type of gospel. This is a gospel that a lot of people never heard of. Because, again, it's not about the people up top being prosperous. God's got nothing against people being rich. God wants you to be rich. But he doesn't only want me to be rich. He wants me and Melvin to be rich. 
And he don't want us to beat people out of the money to get it. He doesn't want me to be lying to you to take your money and say, send us some money and sow your seed. That's not what this is about. But God is calling us out of Egypt, out of bondage. A lot of people, we, we don't really think about this, but sure, it was different then, slightly different than it is now. But let's look at it. Back then, they were in slavery. They had uh, Pharaoh was providing a place for them to stay. He provided their meals at the same time every day. And they worked from sunup to sundown. Today, we no longer have Pharaoh over us. Um, Pharaoh doesn't own our homes. What he does now, Pharaoh gives us the money. We take that money back to him and we purchase everything from him. We work for him, take the money, bring the money back to him. Instead of um, Pharaoh owning our homes then, now he just gives us a, a few crumbs to pay rent on our home. And we're still in slavery. Because think about it. Now, everything that our boss tells us to do, we do it. Even when we don't agree with it. The same way they did in slavery. They ain't agree with being out there all the time. But they still did it. So many things we don't agree with. We say, well, sh I'm going to go get another job. And we find the same problem at another place. We say, man, I just don't agree with this. I don't agree with it. I'm quitting. They say, okay, go, go. <laughs> and we have another problem at another place. Everywhere we go, we find somebody is being mistreated. Somebody is going to be mistreated. Somebody is going to be lied on. Somebody is going to be talked about. God doesn't want that in the workplace. So we're seeing, and I know people ain't going to want to talk about this kind of stuff. But there's so many issues with working under Pharaoh, and that's the reason God is telling us to come out. God wants you to own your own things. He wants you to be rich. He doesn't want you to uh, struggle your entire life trying to make ends meet. God wants you to be rich. And we can accomplish that if we come together and work together as one, as one people. The same way he wanted the children of Israel to work together. We can still accomplish that same thing. But uh, let's, let's continue going down here. Uh, verse 9. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein, and let them not regard vain words. He said, put some more work on. You just need to work harder. You just got to continue working harder. Because you're bringing up God and saying you need to go somewhere else and work. No, stay here. These people aren't doing enough as it is. They need to do more. Put more work on them. We know, no longer we're going to provide them straws. Now we're going to make it harder. So often, I've seen this happen, so often things are made harder on us as people, whether it comes from the government, our job, our family, whoever, things are made harder on us and they expect more out of us. But God is still there. But will you choose to serve him? Will you choose to get through the hard times? Because he has something for you. He, he, he wants to make you exceedingly rich. The same way he did for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the people throughout time. He wants to make you rich. Job. Let's, let's continue going down here. And the taskmasters of the people went out and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Mm -hmm. Go ye, get you straw where ye can find it, yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. 
And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks, as when there was straw. Mm-hmm. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today, as heretofore? Mm-hmm. Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore doest thou thus with thy servants? These were his servants. They were working to make Pharaoh rich. Same thing we're doing today. We are working not to make ourselves rich. We say we are. We try so hard to make ourselves rich, but we're making the rich richer. And it's taking us, (laughs) my God, it's taking us over half our life (laughs) to get to a place where we say, I'm finally comfortable which will really never be comfortable because even millionaires aren't satisfied with the millions that they have. Even they aren't satisfied. They want billions. Even they aren't satisfied. But so we see they were the servants of Pharaoh here. Let's move to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Matthew, the fourth chapter, and verse 8. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I want to go there and look at it. This is when Jesus was tempted of the devil after he had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And mm-hmm. saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Now, the devil gives Jesus an opportunity to become rich. He showed him all these great things, all these kingdoms of the world, all this, uh, all the riches of the world. He said, I'll give you them if you bow down and worship me. Mm-hmm. Then said Jesus unto him, Give thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. God only will you serve. Now, I said it earlier, you can worship as many people as you want to because we do it all the time. People people go to concerts, they jump, shout, they ain't doing them but praise and worship. They're not doing it for God, though. They're doing it towards those people uh, who's singing or playing an instrument or a a sporting event. We're not doing that toward God. We're doing that towards those people who are uh, doing whatever it is they're doing. We applaud them. That's nothing but worship. It's nothing but praise. But God said, you're only going to serve him, though. Jesus here said, him only shalt thou serve. And God said it also many times throughout the Old Testament. He only wants you to serve him. So that's our choice today. Will you serve him? Despite the pressure of others wanting you to follow in their footsteps. <laughs> I've had so many people uh People at my job try, uh, I've had so many people who would try to encourage me to sin. They want you to serve sin the same way that they do. They say, man, what's wrong with you? This it make you feel good. Make you sleep good at night. You should want to do it. This is the cool thing to do. Everybody's doing it. We all going to do it. Come do it with us. But will you stay strong? Or will you continue in sin? That's the choice that's before us. And like I said earlier, it's so many people will inf- that will influence you to make these decisions. Friends, family, uh, your boss, your job, people that uh, own your job, the company you work for, whatever it is. All these things can be 
an influence on you and it'll cause you to become somebody you never were. I know what happened to me and I can speak on me. I can talk about myself. So, Jesus said we only are going to serve God if we truly want to be uh, successful at life. Have a great life here and a great life to come. I want to go to one last place uh, in the book of Romans. The sixth chapter, verse 15. Because this is this is what people want you to do. They want you to become a servant of sin. See, when they were down there in Egypt, they weren't caring if, uh, excuse me, Pharaoh didn't care if the children of Israel were saved. Just like your boss at your job, he don't care if you're saved or not. He just want that job done. People don't truly care if you are saved or not. Now, something's wrong with that picture because you should hope and pray that somebody is saved because, sure, we can make all the money we want to here, but when we die, because nobody's taking that money with them, when we die and leave it all here, your true life begins. And eternity is extremely, it is so much longer than the 60, 70 years you might have lived here if you lived that long. Eternity is worth way more. Uh, uh, An eternity in heaven is worth way more than a billion dollars. Now, I think some people are crazy enough to trade for it, though. <laughs> because we... Because we do it every day. Somebody said, you give me a billion dollars? What I need to be saved for? That ain't even real. God ain't even real. Give me the million dollars. The devil has us believing in so many false things. But our salvation is the most important thing we'll ever get here. I see people, uh, I've seen people say, man, this was the uh, best day of my life. And in my mind, the best day of my life was when I chose to truly be saved. If I had to pick a best day, I don't really even do things like that, but if I had to pick, it would be when God saved me, when he opened my eyes, when he humbled me enough to stop in the midst of my sin and say, God, I've been wrong. That was a glorious day in the midst of those tears. That was a glorious day. So sure, I may go on to have children and a family and a big nice house or whatever. It means nothing if I die and go to hell. Doesn't mean a single thing. It was a waste of my time, a waste of my life. So we have gotten deceived by the mentality of gaining riches, working for a company, and the people don't even think about God. They don't talk about God. But we can talk about every other subject under the sun. And if you say I'm wrong, try it out. You tell me how long a conversation lasts at your job or anywhere, anywhere you go about God. Now, I'm not, I understand you depend on who you talk to. It depends on who you talk to because some people will talk to you about God. But a lot of times the conversation is going to get cut short. People just don't want to hear that. But there's something not adding up in that in that scenario to me because if we say we're saved and we love God, how is it that we don't talk about him? Because it's easy for me to see what somebody loves. Cause you know why? Because when you're discussing it, man, they on the edge of they see they. Man, did you you know this part about this subject? I mean, they can tell you all the small details. Yep, yeah, they got this intricacy here and then that over there. They can tell you every small detail about it. But if we talk about the Lord Jesus, you don't even know where he's born at. We say, I know his birthday is in December. 
You don't even know that's really when, when, he, when he was actually born. We don't know anything about our Lord and Savior other than he died on the cross. We say, that's all I got to know. But Jesus truly wants us to learn of him. To truly learn who he is. Have a real relationship. That, that's a real relationship when you truly begin to learn of someone. Not just saying, I know their name. <laughs> don't even really know their name. Don't even. <laughs> they don't even really know his name. But that's a true relationship. I, now that you mentioned, I was thinking about when Moses, he, now this man wanted a true relationship. He really was trying to, partially he was trying to get out of going to Egypt because he didn't want to do it. But he at least showed us what it takes to have a real relationship with somebody. You find out their name. He asked God, he said, when he wanted to send, when God wanted to send Moses down to Egypt, he said, look, when they begin to ask me about you, who should I tell them sent me? What's your name? And God didn't reveal it to him. He didn't even tell him. He said, I am that I am. Wouldn't even tell him the name because it was not time yet for the name to be revealed. But over 2,000 years ago, glory to God, Jesus said he has come in his father's name. But we better not get into all that. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and read. I don't think we even got started here. <laughs> Uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 15. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Nah, that's a whole message in itself. People say, man, God wants me to sin because <laughs> Jesus died for me, so I, I need to sin. I seen one time somebody said, uh, I can't remember exactly how they I think put I know it. what you said. <laughs> And, um, if I don't sin, Jesus died for nothing. Yep, that's it. I said, man, he, the devil has gotten us so twisted. So twisted. Clearly, he says, don't continue sin. He even told us that in verse 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound. God forbid. God doesn't want us to continue in sin because we become a servant of sin. Let's, let's go ahead and read down. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey? No, we don't know that. We don't know who you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey. Uh -huh. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. We can become the servants of sin. And it's going to lead us into death because the wages, the repayment of sin is eternal damnation. It's death or of obedience unto righteousness. Now, that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Now, some of us got the wrong doctrine because some of us, we still are the servants of sin and claiming to be a servant of God. You can't serve two masters, though. We cannot still be a servant of sin and be a servant of God. doesn't matter that you say, I believe in Jesus Christ. He died for my sin. That doesn't matter to him. God wants us to come out from among them, to not continue to be a servant of sin. And so while the children of Israel were in Egypt, they could not truly follow God the way he wanted them to. And today there are still things hindering us from following God. Because right now, as soon as we take our paycheck, we head right over to the liquor store and become a servant to that alcohol, a servant to wine. That's all our mind is on. Every weekend, man, it's been a long week. I can't wait to get to it this weekend. We're going to turn up. That's our mindset. 
not man we gonna do some righteous stuff this weekend man we gonna really worship and try to learn of god we're not saying that kind of stuff we're not saying that we're still being servants to sin but paul says but god be thanked that ye were servants of sin i hope and pray a lot of us were servants of sin and now we've come out Mm-hmm. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. That's what it's about. Coming out of Egypt, being a servant, the children of Israel were servants of Pharaoh, but they came out and then they became the servants of God because they were working. God had them, God brought them out to work on something for themselves. That's what it's about. God wants you to have something. For yourself. He doesn't want you to just continue to work for someone and get crumbs, collect the, 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 the excess. He wants you to work for yourself and be wealthy the same way others are. That's what God truly wants. If that ain't prosperity gospel, I don't know what it is. If that's not a real prosperity gospel, I don't know what it is. That should make somebody happy. God wants you to be rich. He wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to have everything you need and nothing less. He said he would pour us out a blessing that you wouldn't even have room to receive. Now, we know that ain't true right now. We got so much room to put junk in <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. Now we know we're not rich. Let's be honest. I know I'm not. Not in physical things. But God wants to not only make us rich spiritually, but also rich physically. But so that's God. I mean, that that. I mean, that makes me happy thinking about all the great things that God has in store for those that love him. It makes me happy. It might not make nobody else happy. But it makes me happy thinking about, man, God has some great things. And his time is going to be perfect. I know we want, we want to be uh, out of debt. We want to be out of sickness. We want to be out of everything we are in. Right now, because I know I do too. But God's timing is perfect. Hold on. Continue to uh, lean on him. Because if we look at, we can look back at the Old Testament so much. If we look at the children of Israel, they were down there for 430 years. God knew it. He knew the suffering they were going through. But God still made them to wait. And we're no different today. We still have to wait on him. So, man, I've been talking a lot. Uh, but overall, will you serve the Lord? Or will you continue to be a servant of sin? Will you continue to allow people to um, dictate your actions? Will you allow a job to tell you, hey, we want you to lie to these people. We want you to manipulate these people to continue making sales. We want you to get over on people. Will you continue to be that type of person? Or will you be made free from the bondage? Will you continue to suffer from addiction? There's a lot of people out there. Uh, some people, they're perfectly fine with being addicted. But there are a lot of people out there that truly want to be made free from addiction because that, that stuff costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money when you're suffering from addictions. I know because I've done these things. But when God makes you free, man, you suddenly find out, man, I, shoot, I could have been saving all this money. And you get one step closer into freeing yourself so that you can truly do the will of God. So, 
I'm going to try to stop talking so much. Uh, but I hope that makes a lot of sense. But I'm going to let Melvin <laughs> dive into this. <laughs> There's just so much that can be said. Um, one of the last points that you made about how, you know, some of our bosses have us to manipulate people in order to make them more money. Mm -hmm. And the story really came to my mind is um, I'm pretty sure most people know the company GameStop is very well known for this. I was watching a video on YouTube a couple of years ago, and it's only have gotten worse where this employee had gotten fired because he didn't manipulate somebody. He saw that the deal, they were, I don't remember the story exactly, but they were returning games and then they would get an in-store credit as opposed to cash. And he knew that the in-store credit was not worth as much cash they got because with the in-store credit, you know, you had to spend the money there at the GameStop. Mm -hmm. And so the lady didn't understand that. And the employee had actually explained it to her and she ended up taking the cash because, you know, you can spend that anywhere. And the manager was mad and actually fired him because of that. So that's what we do on our jobs. And, and another story where somebody, um, it was a foreign lady that came in with her son, and her son was nagging her for a video game, like many of us did our parents growing up. I know I used to do that. <laughs> and so she, he could tell that she was visibly upset. And as their company rules, they have to let them know about some card that you can pay monthly for. And the employee knew that she didn't know, know what he uh, was saying. She didn't understand that she would be spending monthly payment. I don't remember how much the monthly payment was. But he still went on and did that. And she signed up for that monthly payment. And nothing but manipulating people. And that's only making the rich richer and the poor poor. Not saying that she was necessarily poor. But the point still stands. When we go on our jobs, we do any and everything to please our boss. Because at the end of the month or bi-weekly or even weekly, we know that we're getting compensation. We know that we're getting a little bit of money. But we don't do any and everything to please the big boss, um, God. Mm -hmm. Because he's able to give us way more than what our bosses can give us in a, life, in a lifetime. We don't work for the paycheck in heaven. We only work for earthly things. And we know that we can't take any of that stuff into heaven with us. Why are we working so hard to achieve that? Instead of putting our efforts into something that can help us eternally. When are we going to start asking God, what do you want me to do in order to see not only myself saved, but help get other people saved as well so we can work together as one cohesive unit? Because um, that's how it's going to be in heaven. Because a lot of people say that we're just going to get together in heaven. But it starts on here. From the time that we're born, we're, we're taught, go to school, get a good education so you can get a good job in order to pay off those student loans that we just took, took out. I'm a witness. I'm not saying that you know anything is wrong with going to school, but that's how our minds are programmed. It's for me, me, me to get rich. And Tony was saying, God wants us to be rich together. He doesn't want only me to be rich or only Tony to be rich. He wants all of us to be rich together. And pour out a blessing to where we won't have enough room to receive it. Like Tony said, we have plenty of room. <laughs> Empty rooms for days. Because we're not doing what God said do. And we're not putting enough effort into seeing what exactly he said do. Like he said, the conversation gets cut short. But I try to bring it up all the time. <laughs> I try to ease it in the... <laughs> but then it doesn't. So I just say, man, I'm, I'm trying, you know. But we just we just have to keep trying. That's um the point of this ministry, join the midst of the storm, is to reach people. And we have been reaching people in different states. And I'm I'm so grateful for technology because without it it would be possible to reach people. Uh, we even reached somebody in Singapore one time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't even know what Singapore is to be honest. <laughs> but I mean I'm grateful I'm grateful for that to be able to spread God's word throughout the entire world. Comfort in my room, basically. It's such a um a great feat. But, again, we have to put the time into the Bible to see what God is saying. Because a lot of us don't even know his name. And that's one of the first things you ask people when you're trying to get to know them. What's your name? As Tony brought up in Exodus chapter 3. On the backside of that mountain, Moses was talking to that burning bush. But he knew he was talking to 
Well, he asked what's his name. And that's when God said, I am that I am, or I am what I want to be, and I can be anything. But it wasn't time to bring up the name yet. Well, we don't know what's God's name. Jesus said, I am coming my father's name. But like Tony said, that is a, another story. We've, we've covered that as well. The oneness, um, you can go out and check. We've covered that multiple times, I believe. So it's definitely cover it again, too. Yes. Because that's one topic that's it's very deep. There's a lot of different things about it. But um, I, I pray that we all take the time to get serious with God. And do you mind checking to see? I mean, yeah. Because I know last week uh, we apologized that we missed some comments. Uh, fortunately, nobody asked any questions that we missed. But for whatever reason, they didn't show up on my um, screen over here. So... But well, we see um, D.S. Jackson, he did comment a couple of times, so we appreciate those comments, and thank you for tuning in. And if there will be no other comments, then we'll go, on, go ahead and wrap it up. Just as a reminder, we do upload audio recordings of all of our live streams on all major podcast platforms. And for our podcast listeners, we go live every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time with a new topic. We do. I always do that. <laughs> so we greatly appreciate you guys for listening and asking questions. And uh, we've been getting messages from different people. So we definitely appreciate that. We're thankful that we can reach people through so many states and even outside of the country as well. So we see that we don't have any more comments. So we'll go and end it right there. Uh, we pray that you guys... Have a safe weekend and stay, stay dry, too. I just read, before we went live, another hurricane. I forgot the name already, but there's been a lot of hurricanes. And um, Oh, yeah, I wanted to, wanted to mention, I remember death is, is something serious. There is no coming back from the physical death. I remember when I was little, I couldn't imagine somebody that I knew, that I knew close, dying. And today... It's like it happens every other day. Like, man, this person was just here yesterday. Mm -hmm. It can happen in the blink of an eye. Um, and it happened to one of my classmates. Um, we grew up together. And so I was saddened to read that the other morning that she passed away due to a hor horrible accident. Should have never happened. So death strikes us when we least expect it. And I'm saying this because it's so important to always be prepared. Because you, you're, because once you leave this earth in a snap, in a blink of an eye, snap of a finger, that's your eternity. There is no coming back from that. So is is grateful is definitely important to always be prepared. Always study the word of God. Make sure what you're doing is right because. Our human emotions can definitely get us in trouble. Our feelings can make it seem like we're on the right path mm -hmm. and we're doing exactly what God is telling us to do. <laughs> if we don't read the Bible so we don't know, we trust that gut feeling. I know a lot of people say, go with your gut. Follow your heart. We talked about that too. It's called the heart and how it's deceitful above all things. So you can't always trust your heart. You can't always trust your feelings. We may feel good on our on our jobs, making the boss more rich. And we'll trick ourselves into thinking I'm exactly where God wants me to be. I'm doing exactly what he said do. I'm happy, so what's the problem? God wants me to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. But God does not want you to be happy when it causes you to sin. I know a lot of people get a joy of bullying people. God does not want you to be happy when it's mistreating other people. Do you want people to mistreat you? Because he said treat others the way you want them to treat you. That's that's what the scripture says. So do we want them to bully us? I know that can lead to a lot of school shootings or suicide or anything. We should always be nice to people. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them. You never know how far a kind gesture can go. You never know when somebody walking past you have been thinking about suicide for who knows how long 
And you just being nice to them can help make them change their mind Mm -hmm. and say, hold on, maybe this isn't the answer. Maybe me killing myself is just transferring the pain to somebody else that they may do it as well. You know, that's what I was thinking about. I was trying to remember uh, what it was that I had seen. And that's what it was, now that you mention it. Uh, there was a pastor. Um, I don't know if he was like the the head of this church, but it was he was one of the pastors at a mega church and he committed suicide. Uh, I don't know if it was this past week or the week before, but I think it was this past week. And so, uh, man, we're, we're definitely just praying for all the people who have the temptation just the evil thought the devil um, putting suicide as even being an option because God doesn't want you to do that God wants you to have a prosperous life no matter how bad the situation looks Uh, but but yeah I'm glad you mentioned that because I definitely was thinking I was trying to remember what it was and that that's what it was Uh, there was a pastor that committed suicide and and that's not God's will for your life it's not so don't ever allow anybody to tell you just take your own life don't allow the devil to bring that thought in your mind and say just just end it that's not god's will for you he definitely has a purpose for all of us and that is not it so um suicide is definitely not the answer and (laughs) i know people that might not be watching right now but people may watch it later have definitely had thoughts of suicide i'm telling you right now it's not the answer you have people that love you dearly. God loves you even more than those people and even more than you love yourself. So reach out. Reach out to us. Say something to somebody, whether you know us or not. You don't even have to know us. Just reach out and let somebody know you're struggling. If they say they don't care, reach out to somebody else because there is somebody that does care. Yes. Our, our inboxes are always open. No matter what time, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So definitely reach out, reach out. Somebody loves you, God loves you, and he wants you to prosper. Remember, no weapon formed against you can prosper. That weapon will definitely form and come against you, but it will not prosper. So just keep the devil out your mind because he'll definitely tell you to go ahead and do it, but <laughs> don't, it's, it's not the answer. But um, definitely I'm um, gonna end it right there. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the comments and the questions. We greatly appreciate you guys for being interested in the word of God. And we'll end it right there. Um, And we'll see you guys next Thursday at the same time, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time with another great topic coming from the Bible. So thank you and have a blessed evening. See you guys.